Okay, so this podcast is an episode of Listen With Your Intuition and today's subject is imposter syndrome. This is one I've been wanting to talk about for a while and I really want to do it justice. I'm going to try and talk about it very structurally and methodically. So, um, if you haven't heard the term imposter syndrome, it is a term for the feeling of insecurity about your own position. In particular, thinking about where you are and what you've achieved and doubting your own achievements. It's a particular phenomenon where um, if you have imposter syndrome, you basically wonder why or how you've got to the position that you're in because you feel that maybe people are going to find you out as an imposter or that for some reason you don't deserve to be in that position. You know, maybe you haven't earned your stripes, so to speak. Um, It's more common than people realise. I think imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people around the world um, exhibit. It's not a clinically diagnosed condition, but it is a recognised phenomenon. You know, it's a personality trait, a display of behaviour, you might say. Um, It's not an easy thing to overcome, to be honest. Um, Imposter syndrome is a horrible thing because it plagues the people who display that behaviour you know it's like your own worst enemy telling you you can't do something now obviously there are links to things like anxiety but it's very different you know not everybody who has imposter syndrome has anxiety although there are definite links as I've said um and imposter syndrome can display itself in many different ways. It can be questioning one's own talent or ability, um, fear of reprisal for not getting things right or not being able to do certain things successfully. Um, one of the ways in which I think um, imposter syndrome displays itself in the biggest way is um, for people to fear that they're going to get found out for something that you know maybe in a particular position or a particular role they feel like at some point they're going to screw up because you know they're just not good enough to do that role so I'll give you an example okay if you imagine a head teacher in England we call them head teachers um You know, some people call them principals. Um, A person might be very competent at their job and, you know, they might oversee a whole school of people and, you know, a deputy head teacher or, you know, support staff or teachers or anything like that. And they might do their job very well. But it might be that they think, you know, in the example of a head teacher... I wonder when people are going to realise that I don't know what I'm doing. Or I wonder when, you know, kids suss me out and realise that actually I'm not a competent adult and 
I don't really know how to manage an entire school. In that context, that is what imposter syndrome would display as. I mean, it varies from person to person. Um, having imposter syndrome is not uniform. There's no one particular way that it displays itself. But the common thing about pe people who have imposter syndrome is they feel at some point they're going to get found out. They feel that for whatever reason, they are a fraud. And, you know, maybe in the case of a job that they'll lose their job and they are not qualified to do what they do. I mean, I'm only using the context of work because I feel it's something that everyone can relate to. But, um, you know, one of the ways that my imposter syndrome displays itself was, you know, when I was at university, sometimes I used to struggle getting to sleep. And one of the things that I often thought to myself is, wow, me doing something serious, being paid to do something serious. I mean, that frightened the life out of me because I didn't think that for whatever reason I was um, somebody appropriate for that. You know, I didn't think for whatever reason that I had those abilities within myself to, you know, embody somebody who could be successful or be paid for modelling certain behaviour that you need to hold down a job. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about it because um, a lot of the people who have imposter syndrome are incredibly talented. Um, just to give you one example, um, the very famous drag queen who I'm sure many of you have heard of, um, RuPaul, suffered or suffers from crippling um, imposter syndrome and you know this kind of self-defeating voice that he's um, identified that often tried to talk him out of things because he didn't feel like he was good enough or he was a fraud or a charlatan or he didn't deserve the success or the notoriety he got. I mean it's more common than we realise. I think a lot of people including celebrities um, do get imposter syndrome so my thoughts on imposter syndrome are this there are definite ways that you can cope with it there are definite ways in which you can stand up for yourself and really put your imposter syndrome at bay and it links back to some of the podcasts that I've done in the past in many ways and you'll see why so if you have imposter syndrome chances are that you don't believe you're good enough to do a particular thing that maybe you feel you're not adequate to meet those criteria or whatever it is that you're attempting to achieve first of all let me just kind of use my language here it's bollocks it's rubbish um you're perfectly capable of doing that thing or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve you are perfectly worthy you have no more reason not to be able to do it than anyone else. Um, that's why it's self-defeating language, because I'm sure quite a lot of the people who have had this experience are more harsh with themselves than other people are with them. I mean, that's not always the case, but, you know, they are much harsher 
when it comes to criticising themselves. So, um, I think that imposter syndrome is more being spoken about now, to be honest, just like other um, issues pervading to mental health. Um, it's a particularly big issue because a lot of us have a voice which tries to talk us talk ourselves out of doing things and I'm sure makes us believe that we can't but you know when I said that it's bollocks what I mean is um, it's essentially only as true as we make it to be honest most people are not as bad at things as they believe they are most people are actually better at things than they believe they are because people don't tend to give themselves enough credit I'm including myself in that I think there are often times I don't give myself enough credit but I've actually become better at noticing that you know it, I've made it one of my missions to um, be much kinder to myself and give myself the credit I actually deserve for being someone who puts in effort um, and I think the other thing about imposter syndrome is it's very easy to think, oh, well, you know, that's something only people who are struggling get. Again, not true. Some of the most successful people have imposter syndrome. They think, how on earth did I get here? Um, Steve Jobs, as an example, um, despite being an incredibly talented and um, creative man, you know, largely creating um, Apple as we know it he he was incredibly self-critical he doubted himself he doubted himself immensely but um, that doesn't mean that he couldn't embody the values that we've come to expect from you know somebody who's essentially run one of the most powerful companies on the planet one of the most powerful companies to ever exist um, What can you do to deal with imposter syndrome? Here are a few tips. My tips for dealing with imposter syndrome. Laugh. A lot. Make a joke of things. You know, and the more difficult that becomes, I think the more you need to make a joke of things. You know, you could even to a certain extent make a joke of the things that are difficult. I mean, I'm not saying be on PC or offend people. I'm just saying that actually one of the best ways to deal with difficult things is to allow yourself to smile or to laugh about them um, obviously there are times when it's important to self-reflect and you know not make a joke of things because humor can be a defense mechanism for masking deeper trauma but it's definitely important to laugh and smile and not doubt yourself so much second Call it what it is. Don't be afraid to call it imposter syndrome. Once you become familiar with the term and you name it, it becomes easier to deal with. You know, it's not this kind of dark shadow following you around because you, you've owned it, you've called it out. Another thing that you can do if you want to overcome 
imposter syndrome is um, make a mental note of what triggers you most so maybe think about the situations where you're feeling most triggered where you're feeling that imposter syndrome the most um, it might be certain people who trigger it it might be certain work situations it might be certain life situations but make a mental note of what those triggers are and when they happen because chances are if it's happening more than once there's probably a link and there's probably specific triggers and specific situations and once you identify what they are you can become more aware of them and either prepare yourself for those situations or you can reframe how you think about them so if you think about um, cognitive behavioral therapy for example one of the things that does is it allows people to reframe their experiences and essentially make them easier to deal with. And if you think about your own imposter syndrome, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be reframing your own experience and making it more acceptable. Because the only reason you feel like an imposter is because you don't allow yourself to maybe be happy with the success that you've actually achieved and I'm going to call myself out here I, I'm guilty of that you know I'm someone who probably hasn't given myself enough credit for things I have achieved at times a couple more tips I think it's very important to um, be in environments where people are supportive because if you're in, in environments where you're constantly being pressured or people are putting you down or, you know, they knock your confidence, that will add to the sense of imposter syndrome. So you definitely need to be in situations and around people who support your growth. They want to see you succeed. They want to see you become a better person. And chances are, if you're around people who do support you, then I'm sure you're going to be able to recognize your own imposter syndrome because it's a lot more difficult to recognize it if you're around people who don't praise you actively and you know I'm not saying that we should always praise each other we should somehow sometimes encourage each other to strive for better as people but you need a certain amount of um, validation from yourself and from others and you know if you're around people who've belittled you then chances are you're going to feel somewhat of an imposter um, putting yourself in situations where you want to succeed. Final tip. I think it's very, very, very important that you care for yourself. I think this is probably the most important tip I could offer you. Allow yourself the good things. Allow yourself rest. Allow yourself playtime. And what I mean by playtime is time where you're not literally working, burning the midnight oil, doing things that are fun and, you know, are not necessarily deadline-oriented or um, give you any sort of status. That's what I mean by fun. Things that are just for pure pleasure. Um, they help your mind. They help your body. They help your soul. And more than anything... Be really, really honest about your own imposter syndrome. Learn to accept it. Learn to 
recognize that actually it's more common than you realize and you're not lower or less important or less capable or worthy than people you're comparing yourself to because I have a fair hunch that if you suffer from imposter syndrome you're going to be comparing yourself to other people it's part and parcel of that okay final thoughts are I really really hope this has helped anyone who's interested in imposter syndrome or experiences it I'm not going to say suffers from it because it's not something to be suffered it's something that you can learn to heal so hope I've given you a bit of insight into what it is and how it works and obviously a bit of um, my own experience of imposter syndrome as well but just think about it and become more comfortable in yourself and I'm sure I'm absolutely certain that you'll learn to find a way okay finished Peace.